0: Over course of time, the church has seemingly lost its identity where we've not known who we really are in Jesus Christ himself and the power and authority that God's given us to be the ruling and reigning, governing, authoritative mechanism across the face of this earth. My hope for you in this segment is regaining your identity and becoming and knowing who you really are. I'm honored.
1: I'm very high right now. Because it's a great awakening and God has a lot for us to be released. I believe he wants to release mantles tonight. So as I'm speaking, if you're feeling like there's a mantle being released to you, reach up and take it. Because God is doing that tonight. And he'll be doing it tomorrow night. So we're in a time where the truth is being revealed, who you really are. Our identity had been stolen in the age of the church and the church only worked in 10% of its capacity. 10% and God has moved us on into the age of the kingdom. And the age of the kingdom is not a buzzword word or a buzz sentence. We have stepped into that age and it opened up a gamut of portals, gates, doors for us. And I think you all have done an excellent job here telling the people, training the people, equipping the people that this is where we are. And so I just come along to confirm who you are. Our entire culture is pushing to discover identity. Yes. And we're in this awakening, we're in this reset, we're in this sum of everything. And God is bringing it for us because of what he needs to release into us for the future. And just say, say to somebody, You better step into it. So, there's a word that I love, been loving this word for 20 years. It's called revelation. And the root word is revealed. And God is revealing who we really are. Out of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, he said that if one died, then all have died, but we died in him. Then he said, No, Apostle Paul said, know him no more after the flesh. No, no man after the flesh. So I don't know me after the flesh. The flesh doesn't produce what the spirit does. The spirit moves across the face of the earth and does the bidding of the Lord. And that's where I live. So we're going to be talking about living in two realms. There are a lot more realms. But we're still talking about living in a couple of them. So, Father, right now in the name of Yeshua, we thank you, Lord, for being here with us, present in our space. And Jesus Christ, Holy Spirit, seven spirits of God, angelic hosts, um, the angelic beings. By the way, I entered into heaven tonight, and God, all the people, there were children coming, angels coming, they were all giddy about what we're doing tonight. They were just so excited, so happy, and the children were giggling, and they were running all running to a certain place to gaze in on what we're doing. So we have to, like, Kavitha was saying, open up the revelation eyes because if you don't, you're going to be left behind. See, God will leave us stuck in the age of the church. Yes, right. He'll leave us there if that's where we want to be. That's right. that's right. If we want to be there, that's where He will leave us. He will still bless us. But we're not there anymore. He shifted to the Age of the kingdom between 2000 and 2002. So look at where we—how long it's taken us. That's a long time. So let me begin here in uh, in 2020. That was the year of 5780 on God's calendar. The de- the decade of Pay P E Y. Now Pay. Means the breath, the mouth, the prophet, etc. So, what happened in 2020? Cover your mouth. Right. See the, the spiritual and natural always parallel. Look at somebody and say always. Always. And it does. No one you can you can, you can uh, deny it. You can say that's a lie. It doesn't change it that they're always parallel because there's a plot point plan and God's on top of it. So every year from 5780, 2020 to 5789, 2029 is connected to faith. It's gonna be connected to the voice, the mouth, the breath of the prophet, okay? Every year. So 5781, 2021, which is what we're at right now, is the, the year of Allah. That's broken, curse, breaking curses. Say yay. yay. It's the year of the father, presence, relationship. In other words, God is booting out relationships we have no business with anymore. And he's drawing in relationships that are going bring us to the kingdom in a greater manner. That's what he's doing. And so some some of the booting out brings a little sorrow, but the point is, is he knows what he's doing. And then I'm doing this really quick because, you know, it's now we're, we just crossed over in the 57. 82 in September, and we're going into 2022 here in a a couple of months, it's the year of Beth, B E T, or it's really pronounced Beth, Date in the Hebrew, Bethel, and it's the year of the container of the house, okay? You can't exclude these things, because we're walking in them, whether you realize we're doing it or not, because it's God's calendar. And that should be very important to each one of us. So it's a time to align and build the ecclesia for the harvest. And the scriptures you can see for that is Matthew 9, 37, 38, and then chapter uh, 19 in Luke. So the apostolic and the anointing are critical for the spirit of God. It's critical for the strength and continued advancement of local and global church. These two offices carry what it takes to bring foundational, listen to this, revelation, authority, and true supernatural government to affect the natural realm. You are the government on his shoulders. It isn't the people we pay with our taxes. You're it. One of the things we have to realize though is know what we're doing. So in order to know what we're doing, we need to know what we're doing against or for or to. When the graces are ignited, of the apostolic and prophetic, the momentum feels to open up strong governing churches, strong governing hubs, and strong ministry centers. Come on. Come on. This helps us to launch forward into our individual and corporate destinies. I know I have a lot of people here, but I don't do <laughs> Healthy, prophetic ministry should bring strength to believers and serve as a life-changing evangelistic element for the lost. Now, that's not just going out the street to win souls. This was a lost in our head. Because we don't know where we are. We don't know who we are. When prophetic people prophesy with accuracy, they are administrating the mind of God for individuals. They have been entrusted with personal information and situations. This gift can be uplifting but are also, and transformational or crushing and intimidating. God doesn't reveal secrets and mysteries to humiliate a person That's right. at all. A right word delivered without the love of wisdom of the Father can deeply wound a believer. Now, I'm not saying that you can deliver a right word with love, but it still doesn't move. Because yeah. some people are so sorely wounded, you can have honey dripping out your mouth with syrup connected and they just fall apart. Yeah. You can't do anything about that. Your job is to minister it with love. Because it says in the first uh, in uh, uh, First Corinthians thirteen, it's by love, or it's a clinging sample symbol. Yep. But then, when you get over to the first verse in fourteen of First Corinthians, it says, "I want you to pursue. I want you to work with charity, which means love and goodness and all that. But I would rather than pursue prophesying. God is very serious about His voice. He wants. See what He's doing now is predicting some wealth because prophecy had taken a hit a while back. I don't mean with the government and all the political stuff. I mean, there was a prophet that came to our ministry. So I passed it for 15 years. Alone. What was I thinking? <laughs> Just if like you weren't thinking. <laughs> That'll cover. Anyway, he said, this is a strong prophetic house, he said. He said, but a warning, do not allow it to become Normal. Do not allow it to become. Eh. and yeah. Do not be get. Do not get apathetic with the prophetic. Yes. Wow. And see strong prophetic houses. He said, "Don't let it become common." Yes. Come on. Come on. So that's my warning to you. We received that warning, and I'm passing it on. Yes. Wow. Now I've seen strong prophetic houses where only the pastors prophesy. Mm-hmm. That's it. It's like. Talk to the hand because there ain't no more hands. <laughs> but here, what I'm witnessing is people are able to come up and say what God is giving them. Do you know that count that has a big blessing? I've been a lot, a lot of lot, 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 And that doesn't happen. Oh, thank you. That is not normal. So the tendency to let it become common is normal. Don't go there. Cause God was after me. Wow. Next thing you know, people leaving the ministry. They're discombobulated. Oh, it's not like it used to be. We used to be on fire. You're the ones keep the fire burning. It is not those two. Come on. They got their fire burning.
0: Hey. I'll step
1: inside their flames anytime, but y'all got to keep your own fire burning. Come on. Don't be saying, "Oh, AJ used to be such an awesome worship person and." No, you went somewhere She served, she started flying. Right. You went somewhere uh, You know, when you when you serve pastors and apostles and you were one, you know a lot of things. <laughs> and you hear a lot of things. And it's always our fault. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. so we're, we're never innocent. Are y'all innocent? No. Nope. We're, we're never innocent. <laughs> It happened <laughs> <laughs> So I'm gonna throw <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a little bit of something here. Um, it's called, this first word I'm gonna throw out is called mystic. Now, the church doesn't like that word. Well, this is my true experience. When I pastored in Colorado Springs, we would go to the church, you know, dead bird feathers would be all around the doors and stuff like that. (laughs) But we were so infiltrated and I was so unknowing that it killed the ministry there. Mm. This is what the two Satanists came in, separate times. There was a national Satanist came in. Then after she was done, she took a little book you know how we like take those little books, conferences, and write them and everything? The book, women do that. The book's all cute. Yeah. <laughs> well, in that book, she wrote something. And at the end of it, her salutation said only these two words send another. Because she got a new assignment. So then Denver sent a regional signal. Before she died, she told us why, why they came. So I can tell you, I know what I'm talking about when I'm teaching. They said you all don't know who you are, and you talk about us when we only do what God created you to do. At be. now we serve another God, but you have the God, but there's no power. I was told this by the same. This I liked her. <laughs> she gave me a lot of inside information. Yes. So before she died, I still was in Colorado Springs. She was on. Hospital in Westminster here. I remember she came from well, not here, but she came from Denver. So I went to see her. She had truly accepted Christ. Got up wow. in a little hospital gown, nothing on under it, totally white open in the back, two chains, and she was just praising God. Just praising God, jumping up and down because we came to visit her. She couldn't believe it because they had wreaked havoc in the ministry. And she thought she was very succinct on why they came. So I said to them. Uh, so, why do y'all do this? You go and ruin churches like this. She said, Oh, no, we don't bother all the churches. We bother those who we hear their name in the atmosphere, then we're told that they're a detriment to our kingdom, and then we're sent. Wow. That's the truth, as God is my witness. Yeah, that's true. So, she told us all the things that they do, like transportation, being translated on, all these things that we've talked about for years uh, being dumbfounded, being dumb, really. And this is things we're supposed to do. So what do you think happens to you uh, when you have a deja vu experience? What do you think that is? If you look up the term deja vu, it means you've already been there and done that. So how did that happen? Let's get a clue. So when you go to sleep at night, the doctors say, if somebody's in their realm sleep, try not to wake them up, because that's a dangerous time to wake them up the R-E-M sleep, rapid right? eye I movement, because, and, and we don't remember what happened in that rapid eye movement sleep, because our brain is asleep, and our memory is housed in our brain. I'm not a scientist, but I could sound like one right now. <laughs> I've done a lot of study on this because of what I went through. By the way, there was a sickness in my home cell group in Oklahoma. I just draw them, But that's the level of the prophetic. Come on. And she was a regional Satanist, too, over Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas. Wow! And I'm serious. <laughs> I got some big whoopings. Anyway, so when you go to sleep, yeah, say this: My spirit will always belong to God. My spirit will always belong to God. It's never mind. Never mind. And I don't care if it's the most demonic, foulest person. Their spirit belongs to God. There is a light somewhere in there, even if it's just a pinpoint. Anyway, so I've been in many places that I know physically I haven't gone. And I've met people that told me when I came that I came to your church and did conferences, and I know I've never been in that state. Because your spirit, keep your spiritual ears open, y'all, your spiritual eyes stay open. Because your spirit does what God needs us to do. That's right, man. We are co-workers and co-creators with him. With him. How does that look? What does that look like? We are joint heirs with his son. What does that look like? We're seated with him in heavenly places. What does that look like? I know exactly what I look like on my seat. I challenge you to find out what you look like on your seat. Ephesians 2.6. So, we know, I'm trying to rush through this, because we're talking about two realms. <laughs> so, so, I'm going to give the term mystic. Is listen to this term, of or relating to mysteries. See, so we can swallow it better when it says mysteries, because we're used to that term. And then I'll give the definition for mystery. Inducing a feeling of awe or wonder. This is mystic. A person who tries to gain religious or spiritual knowledge through prayer and deep thought. A person who believes in unseen realities. Yes. That sounds like Hebrews 11. Yes, right? it does. A person who believes in unseen realities that can eventually be seen if they ask, well, that sounds like Jeremiah 33. Things that are hidden since then stand unknown undistinguished but if you ask them me i will open them up to you jeremiah 33 see this these are mysteries so now let me skip over what mystery is mystery is something that is not known in other words something that is difficult to understand or explain the quality of being difficult to understand or explain the quality of mysterious. So we can go that down better. When you go to mystic, people, wall goes up. But when you say mystery, it comes down. Mysterion carries the master plan or the master work inside of it, if you will. So it's a deeper thought, it's a deeper place in within mysteries. So the moves of God are always strategic. They're always on time. They're always for purpose. Imagination, that's one of my next favorite words. The act or power of forming a mental image of something not present to the senses or never perceived to reality. sin to go up, to rise or move toward the sky, to slope or lead upward. Manifestation, that's my last definition. A sign that shows something clearly, one of the forms that something has when it appears or occurs, the manifestations of God Himself to man. Yes. See, all those assignments go to me, all those definitions. So one of the things that God is doing is releasing, he says, tell my people that I am raising up the ecclesia now, yes. which is really a remnant actually. Now I used to didn't believe in remnants, But there's something, everybody's gonna to go together, like, there's no remnant. I got a good I got a good one. I wish I didn't remember, trying to kick myself. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, that's the ecclesia. Now, let me tell you the difference between the ecclesia and the church. Because right now, more people are struggling with their identity than ever before, honestly. People are tired of the same old, same old atmosphere, and they know there's more. There is more that is coming. God is looking for people that are fully filled with young fully filled with the spirit. See that sounds so good. Like we used to say that all the time. I'm fully We're not. Because we don't know who we are yet. And that, you know, uh, my friend over here, which is no it's Jeff. He gave me a ride, so I think I better go you better get a ride on. Thanks the other day we were teaching online and he said something I to do this thing about. And God is a part of every cellular unit within your body. Yes. Oh, I never thought of it like that before. Every cell in my body. I didn't even know you were that smart to that day. <laughs> it's really going to get right. But that was such a revelation to me why we are so bomb. Come on. If he says in John, "I am in the Father," Jesus is talking. The Father is in me. Come on. You got it, lady. And I am in you. Every cellular bit of us. Yes. And yes. And then just before those verses, hey, can you tell I'm excited? Just before those verses, he said, You're going to do what I do, but you're going to do greater. So, in other words, I might have a med bed machine, but I'm going to become the med bed machine. Hallelujah. I'm running out of juice. I like this hair. So, fully filled with his spirit. And see, so we got to think bigger, greater. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, he did a sign when a miracle. So, I'm going to do that too and prophesy. And what about cardiogenosis? Telepathy, and that's telepathy. You know, when you hear what somebody else is saying in their mind, well, he did. And he addressed it when they didn't even speak. But he still said, we're going to do greater than him. So, why wouldn't we want cardiogenosis? Any reason why anybody? 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 Or anybody don't know what he has? Okay. Oh, being translated. Anybody don't want to translate anybody? No, but it's coming. It, you're right. It's coming. It, we're in. So we're to be a people fully filled with him. So this is the ecclesia arising. These are my lovely handwritten notes. The enemy's greatest strategy against us is identity. He understands that when we know who we are, like the Satanist told me, not witches, y'all, not warlocks, y'all. It was Satanist, okay? That came. We when he they said when we know who we are we'll walk in power and authority. You won't be bothered by, if someone's coming up for healing and you take a moment of love and care for them because uh, that's Jesus' compassion for them. You'll be okay. If they don't, don't get healed, you'll be like, they didn't get healed. I'm never gonna try that again. You better try it over and over and over. Do you know, um, I think it was Paul Roberts or Catherine Kuhlman said, well some of you millennials would really know those names, but anyway. You? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> you're an old soul. That's a good thing. So um, they said that more people died when they prayed for them that were on their deathbed than the people got healed. Okay. But they kept going. They kept going. They kept going. Yeah. They didn't be the flesh didn't get in the way. Now people are getting healed. Or I was sitting on the stool. People are passing by on the ramp. He said, "Now Jesus is right here. I know you can't see him, but Jesus is right here, and He's going to heal you." Now, when did you say you had a stuttering problem? And the child would say, "Yes, sir." <laughs> when did you have it? when I came in here, sir, but now I see the child is a stuttering. So you get proficient in what you work. Oh, come on. Amen. Great, yeah, you get proficient. When I first started realizing I was going to heaven all the time, I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Jesus would meet me at the gate. It would be this big, long gate, tall, and I would just have to wait right there, and I had on a beautiful, um, skirt with a lot of colors. I didn't know those were the seven spirits of God's, um, the colors of the seven spirits. And I would have that on, and I'd be waiting like this. So honest and simple, human, you know, I was. And so then I'd wait, and I'd see him coming through the garden, and the gate would just open. Those were my first that I, that I remember. And then I'd go in the gate, and we would dance. And then he would take me to the left side of the garden, to the left side, and I could sit with the Father, but I could never see his face. But I could sit, feel him right there with me. So that's what we're going on tonight. Amen. On. So we need to abide every day, reconnecting to the tree of life, step away from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. We cannot allow the inner pain, which has been spoken about tonight a lot, even from the uh, prayer beforehand, uh, we cannot allow that to stop us. You know, if you don't know who you are or where you're going, any road will take you there, and you won't know how you got on that road and how to get off. Yes. And uh, in <clears throat> Proverbs 4.23, it says, out of the heart flows the issues of life. So we have to take care of our Proverbs 337, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. Now when we say that when it just rolls off our tongue, or really, if you say it like this, as a man thinks in his heart, that's the man. Yeah. That's right. Whatever you think you are, that's what you are. Mm-hmm. So I really like my imagination to flow. I know a couple of people who when they were children, Said what they wanted to be. They were like seven or eight. They're in that now. They're grown married with kids, but they're doing that work now. And I was told by them, I never go to work. This is what I want to do all my life. I know a couple of people like that from their imagination from my childhood. See, when the teacher is calling Johnny, I'll say that again, and Johnny is sitting there with the eraser part of the pencil looking out the window, Johnny. Johnny, Johnny, Johnny was somewhere else, far off. He wasn't ignoring the teacher on purpose. He had stepped into another place because we get to do that because we're spirit beings first. Was it the First Thessalonians? Tommy found for me today. I think it's First Thessalonians five verse twenty three, where oh, somebody's talking to me is nice hi molly anyway <laughs> she's in virginia anyway uh, it says that we're spirit soul and body and god as he's really studied the word he puts the most significant the most important virtues so we're spirit soul and body so we have to learn how to abide in it from that point of view so if the ecclesia was the ones with the power. When Jesus left and said, y'all go to the upper room and say until when they left, you, y'all know Constantine changed the name of the church, right? Yeah. Everybody know, okay. That, we don't have to go there. But they're the ones that said, the ecclesia, they said, why he didn't come. They're going to turn our town upside down too. Anybody say that about the church? Uh-huh. <laughs> They're laughing at us. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Those set apart for implementing the goals and values of the culture they are responsible for. The disciples listening to Jesus would have understood this word, ecclesia, in the context of the Roman Empire. In essence, then, when Jesus said, I will build my government structure for the earth, it will be made up for those of you who are fully set apart, who have seen who I am, and have yielded to me as your king. Through you, I will advance my kingdom, infusing the wisdom and values of my heart, restoring the vision, restoring the vision, reconciling us to who we really are. After Jesus death the resurrection, he asked them to wait. They did. And then they were endued with power. We are endued with power that we are not even using. Yeah, we're endued. Endued with power. It's name on the inside of us. We're afraid to use it, how it might look. Uh, one day, Tommy's heard the story many times. I went to the store and this cashier, her nose was red. She had tissues sitting there, balled up. You know, she was miserable. She had to be at work. probably just had to be there. And I thought, oh, Lord, she is really sick. She was really sick. So when I got to, it was my turn. I said, may I pray for you? She said, yes. I said, everybody, (laughs) I'm gonna pray for her. This is what they did. (laughs) That's a true story. So I said, she said, now, right now, yes. So I just laid my hand on hers and said, Lord, just we just thank you for her. I put your name. And then I said, we thank you for her, Lord. And there's we repeat that cold, that food, whatever that is, blah, 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 blah. And the people kept their heads bowed and hands closed. They saw she was sick. Mm-hmm. Take, stand up and take our place, y'all. Stand up. Wow. So that's the that's the accuracy here. I'm skipping through this. So, you are, we're actually a body of people that are one and filled with his spirit. Now, let me tell you something about Ancestry.com. Okay? So I do Ancestry. Mm-hmm. Well, you know Ancestry, they, they, they take your money, but don't give you a little nibble. Then if you want more, more than a bigger bite, you got to Somebody got to it, it Anyway, so Ancestry did this. They had people way over in this corner hold-up signs, Asian. Way over in that corner hold-up sign, Blacks or Afro-Americans or whatever. Had people back there, European descent. Had people over there, um, you know, Indian. So what they did is they would make a statement. They said, if this statement fits you, go to that culture. And they kept doing it. They were on a big football deal. There should be a video on YouTube still about it. When they finished, everybody was in the middle of the field together. Because we're one. That's right. We don't want to believe that, but we are actually one. I mean, that's such proof of being one. Thank you, Lord. Yes. So God is looking for the manifestations of the sons of God to emerge from out of the earth and take down dominion over the earth. We are the earth, and we are uh, have authority over the earth. That is what he's looking for. So living in multiple realms is not hard. Uh, I, I, uh, Tommy does, too, I believe. We don't talk about it much it's just part of our nature. But we walk in two realms continuously. We don't have to think about it anymore. It's just where we walk. And uh, it's not a bragging or anything. That's for everybody at Every the sound of my voice. You can walk it around. People say, Well, how do you do that? Well, I started with imagination. Yeah. Yes. Imagination is the center of our creative being. Yes. Man didn't make up imagination, God did. He uses us as a tool to get us to do what His directive is down the road on a journey for us to get done. You know, somebody made this out of their imagination and the seat you're sitting in. So when you go to the hairdresser, you tell her what you want from your imagination and she tries to do it because her imagination gets in her with yours. Imagination is very key, very important. So what God is looking for is for us to look from here to here so that we can command from there to here. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, that will be done on earth as it is in heaven. How do we know what's on, uh, how do we know what's in heaven? It's not like he's dangling the carrot in front of us and going, let's see if they fall to this and snatch it back. It's a real true thing we can do. Very true thing. Now I can get into some depth about the people I've met in heaven like Noah and Joan of Arc and William Brown. And all of them had messages for the earth. And if I can do it, you can
0: do it. Hopefully you've enjoyed this segment and that it gave you uh, hope that you'll be able to go into the realms, unseen realms, as the Lord Jesus Christ did and does, so that you can take on what you see in heaven and bring it into the earth and take charge of the atmosphere, not only around you, but even in your family, your city, your region, your territory. For God has caused you to be one of great power and authority. Take on your governing mantle and rule.